0: Hello, this is Steve Mummery, and this is a podcast for couples getting married. It can be a stressful time for a lot of people trying to appease families and dealing with hopeless bridesmaids. So this podcast is designed to take you on the journey from getting engaged to getting hitched. The journey towards marriage can be an interesting road trip. People will behave like you've never seen them behave before. So each episode of Getting Hitched has been designed to give you insight to help you navigate from engagement through to wedding day. Most episodes are not that long and each episode only focuses on one subject so you can pick and choose the episodes that matter to you most. You'll be surprised what tips you pick up from every episode, so take your time getting through them whenever you have a spare minute on your walk or your run or even in the car. I think we all know weddings can be expensive and you don't want to come out of it having wasted money. At the end of this episode, I'll ask my bride's brain trust what they felt was wasted money on the day. That's coming up in just a few minutes. But first, let's talk about establishing a budget. As I said in the last episode, talk with your families about who will pay for what. Some brides' families still pick up the entire tab, but more and more grooms' families are participating too. How do you bring up the conversation? Well, for many couples, talking to each of your families separately is the way to go to have truly open discussions. You talk with yours and they talk with theirs. That way there's no embarrassment in front of your partner. When you do talk, here are the strategies for determining your initial budget. Ask your folks if they're planning to contribute to the cost of the wedding. If so, ask them what amount they had in mind, and then you've got the start to your budget. Alternatively, it may be easier to ask each set of parents whether they might like to finance a particular aspect of the wedding, such as maybe the food component, or the drinks, or flowers, or styling, or the wedding planners fees, or maybe even the photographer's costs. Find a cost that matches roughly how much you feel they might want to spend. Next, decide how much the two of you can contribute between now and the wedding. You may have been setting aside money for the wedding and reception for some time, which is awesome. According to Vogue, in 2019, 68% or more of couples are actually funding their own weddings these days. If you're planning on a formal dinner in the grand ballroom of that amazing hotel, your budget is clearly going to have to be much bigger than if you've thought about an afternoon with drinks and snacks in your parents' backyard. In general, there are several major factors that will really affect what you'll need to set aside, and here they are. Number one, your guest list. There's actually a per head cost for food and liquor, and these two are typically the biggest expense in the whole wedding, coming out at between 40 and 50% of everything you're gonna spend. So changing the guest list size is the surest way to increase or decrease your costs. On top of that, the smaller the guest list, the more you'll save on all your other details, including decor, stationery, and all that stuff, because you won't need as much of everything. Number two, the wedding setting. As soon as you mention wedding in a sentence to any venue, it feels like the price goes up 50%, but it's hard to get around it by not acknowledging what the event is when you're making inquiries to a venue. Some places, such as a public park, come with no or very low fees while others, like a grand ballroom, might cost you the equivalent of a year's private schooling for one of your future children. Also be aware that many popular locations have headcount minimums, meaning they won't host a wedding that's too small. And some may also have a per head minimum that requires your event to be a certain size. The venue should be one of the first places that you book because quite often popular places are booked well in advance. So always have a plan B and a plan C backup venues in the back of your mind in case you can't get your first choice or be prepared to change your date. Number three, the date and time. Now, highly sought after seasons and days of the week are usually more expensive because there's more demand for them. An evening reception is usually more expensive than a brunch or afternoon reception, not only because of higher catering costs for dinner, but also because people tend to drink less during the day. And you can get away with less elements like lighting, music and decor. Midweek weddings can also be cheaper as there's a little bit less demand for them. For me personally, Friday weddings have become really popular over the last few years. Next up. Number four, the wedding style. Let's face it, the more formal the affair, the more expensive it's going to be because you've got to match the decor, entertainment, site, the dance floor, everything to an upscale tone. Let's face it, the outlay for a full six course meal is going to be much greater than for a cocktail soiree with mostly hors d'oeuvres. The fee for a 12 piece band is greater than that for a DJ or a quartet. All-out decor like lighting, specialty chairs and linens and dramatic floral displays also run up the bill really quickly. Plus fancier affairs tend to have more guests. So once you have all the financing in order, you know how much you have to spend. That's when the real fun begins, when you map out what you want for your wedding and usually see that you've gone way over budget. That's when it's time to cut back, which I go into in episode six. But whatever you do, it's important for you to stay on budget. I asked some brides in hindsight what the biggest waste of money was on their wedding day.
1: The vintage car. (laughs) So it broke down and we ended up by getting the Mercedes limo to come and sort of come back and get me because I'd broken down on the way to the ceremony. No one really sees you pulling up in an old vintage car anyway. Oh, my God, this is a really easy one because to this day, I just laugh about it. Our our quote came through for... So we obviously had a marquee at the back of Le Mans and one of the things you needed, well, apparently needed with the marquee to set the scene that we wanted was walls. So you have to hire walls and these walls that we got were $10,000 and uh, I think because we had this, our style has got this beautiful wallpaper to be put onto the walls, it all added up. So instead of four walls, we negotiated and cut a wall So we did cut cost little walls but it was still $10,000 and that's $10,000. I know that I could have spent much um, smarter. Uh, maybe, you know, we had disposable cameras. Uh, we've never looked at those photos since. Yeah, I got them to- developed a couple of years later. And even then, they, yeah, <laughs> that's the shit. What else could we spend heaps of money on? Oh God, it all just added up. It was ridiculous. The stylist, um, I picked the, the best and the most popular and I picked her best and popular package because I thought that's what I should do. I did not need to spend that money on on that. And if I had done my research, like I wish I had, I. We've spent probably half the amount of money, I think, on a stylist and had just a greater wedding and probably
0: a cheaper wedding. So there you have it. Some great tips on how to not waste money on your wedding. When it comes to spending five figures of your or your parents' hard-earned money, the power vested in you is not to be taken lightly. Use a wedding budget worksheet as a guideline to figure out how much to spend on each element of your wedding and always count on it being 5% more. As I said in the last episode, you'll find lots of wedding budgets online and there's a really good one I found at truebride.com.au. In the next episode, I'll talk about how to stay on budget. And in case you didn't know, there's a whole bunch of tips and insights on my website, smcelebrant.com.au, including how to overcome wedding speech nerves, songs to sign your marriage certificate to, and the ultimate checklist. You'll find them all at smcelebrant.com.au and then just click on insights.